Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and I've got a great guest for you today, a great show planned on a topic that I've wanted to dig into for a long time. This particular guest, you'll know her when you hear her if you've been with me for a while. She has been one of my most, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, popular guests, I guess, in terms of feedback that I've had uh, and people asking for to hear from her again. This will be her fourth time on Vitality Radio. I've already conducted the interview, so I know what it's all about. Let me tease it for you a little bit. We're going to talk about Nato K., or not okay, or not kinase. It goes by different names, but it's all the same stuff. It's a fermented enzyme that comes from the Japanese food natto. We'll talk a little bit about that. But if you are concerned about abnormal cells in the body, cysts, uh, blood clots, long COVID, detoxification, uh, cellular detoxification, blood detoxification, things like that, scar tissue buildup, or even spike proteins, you're going to want to hear this episode of Vitality Radio and how NATOK can potentially help with these things and specifically as a blood thinner as well. You're going to also learn how to ensure that you've got the right NATOK and how to take it appropriately. All of that next on Vitality Radio. I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Julia Craven, who is the VP of Education for Enzymedica, one of my very favorite companies, and I believe the cream of the crop when it comes to enzyme companies. Julia, welcome back to Vitality Radio. As always, it is so fun to be with you and have these conversations, and I can't wait to see where we go. I'm really excited about this one. Literally, the last time we talked and did a recording, at the end of the recording, um, when we you know, were just about ready to hang up, I said, the next one we got to do is on natokinase. So let's do that. And of course, you're busy. I'm busy. It's been a few months, and I've been anxiously awaiting uh, this opportunity to talk about it. So I want to get into it and get into it in a big way so people can really understand it because... I know you know as well as I do that one of the things that is challenging about educating on enzymes is that there is such a wide range of different enzymes that have different jobs and different formulations for different purposes, and it gets kind of confusing for the consumer. And so, of course, Vitality Radio is always about trying to distill that down to usable information so that they can you know, make the best choices for their health, and I know you're going to help us do that. So... Let's talk about not okay. First off, just tell us a little bit about what it is. Natto kinase is the name of the enzyme, and it's a proteolytic enzyme. And what that means is that it breaks down proteins. So it was discovered in the 1980s by uh, Dr. Sumi. And where it is originally from is from the Japanese soy food natto. So it's a fermented soy food. And every once in a while, you will see it on the menu at a Japanese restaurant, but not very often, because from what I am told, it is quite disgusting. So (laughs) unless you grew up with it, (laughs) right, exactly. But I don't see it a lot on menus. I've never tried it, but everybody who I've talked to who has says, just don't do that. So as with all fermentation, one of the byproducts of fermentation is enzyme creation. So we don't just get good bacteria, we also get enzymes. And so when we ferment this Japanese soy food, natto, we get the enzyme called natto kinase. And it is originally extracted from the soy food, but there's very, very, very little left in the end enzyme product. So natokinase is really well known. In fact, um, the best studied form of it is a form called natokinase NSKSD. And that is where most of the human clinical studies have occurred on natokinase's activity in the blood and what it's able to do as a proteolytic enzyme in the blood. 
Okay, so then we so so that's where it comes from, and I love that you made that distinction. That you know, with fermentation, I think most people do think of fermentation and think of probiotics more so than enzymes. And I love that you mentioned that because I think that's something we have to recognize. And of course, anybody that listens to Vitality Radio knows that maybe my two favorite things to talk about are enzymes and probiotics. So I, I get pretty geeky about this stuff. Um, so first off, to to be clear. Um, it is made in the, or, or, or it is essentially a byproduct of that fermentation process of natto mm-hmm. or natto, depending on you say natto, I say natto, I don't know. Uh, but um, with that, is is all uh, natto kinase made through the fermentation process, or are there synthetics on the market, or is everything made in that same way? To my knowledge, that it is made through that fermentation process. There are other enzymes that are called fibrinolytic enzymes. So natokinase mm-hmm. is special because it's a protease, it breaks down protein, but it also breaks down a protein called fibrin. And fibrin is that sticky substance in our blood that's responsible for, for clotting. So there are other fibrinolytic enzymes that are on the market, but only the natokinase is derived from that traditional Japanese soy food um, and that fermentation process. And honestly, most supplemental enzymes that are on the market now are derived from a fermentation process. Okay, so that's actually the standard, essentially. But you mentioned that in NSKSD form of natto, and by the way, if you're looking at natto kinase or natto kinase bottles out there, um, you know, after you listen to this show and you're trying to figure out, do you have the right one? Uh, the NSKSD is a logo uh, that will be present on the bottle, and, and you'll know that you're getting that form because that is uh, a very specific form. So let's talk about that form really quick. You said that's where most of the human clinical trials are. What's unique about this specific type of natto? Well, what's unique is that we have the proof from the human clinical trials. And what I was really enchanted by were a couple of things about this NSKSD form. The first one is that it's known to work. It was proven to work within two hours in the blood and to continue to work for 24 hours. Now, I had the very unique and fun experience of actually getting to see natokinase work on my blood, the NSKSD form, the one Enzymedica cells, and I saw it work in my blood. We, I had a live blood analysis, and so mm. um, was able to take a drop of blood, look at my blood under a microscope with a professional, see what was happening um, in that moment, which I have to tell you, didn't look good. I had just gotten off an airplane, like a cross-country trip. It was, <laughs> it was about the worst my blood could probably look. And yeah. I took uh, two of Enzymedica's NatoK, a sip of water, waited about an hour and 20 minutes, and it was a totally different picture as far as my blood flow went. It was so it was absolutely astonishing. So I believe the information about it working within two hours. I've seen it on myself. So that's one thing. It works quickly. Enzymes are great because they work fast, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say for people that aren't familiar with the the live blood analysis, it's a fascinating thing to have done, right? I've had it done multiple times. Uh, It's called dark field microscopy, I believe is what they call it. And they, you know, they, they, yeah, they prick your finger, they, you put a drop of blood on a little um, uh, plate, and that's looked at through the microscope, and you can see the, the actual blood cells, you know, moving around and whether they're free or clumping together and that kind of thing. And I assume, based on your description, you had very clumpy, sticky blood cells, essentially, getting off the plane, and with the natto, everything was freed up and able to circulate like it's supposed to, essentially. Exactly. It was night and day. And I didn't, I intentionally didn't drink a whole bunch of water after taking the Nat OK. I didn't move mm-hmm. around. I was sitting, I was in a hotel lobby, essentially sitting. I just wanted to see what would the enzyme do all on its own. And it was an astonishing night and day difference to the point now where there's never a day that I don't take the Nat OK. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I love that. Okay, so on with what you were saying. So the second piece of it, aside from the efficacy and how quickly it works, because if a properly formulated enzyme works fast, enzymes work on contact if they're correctly formulated. The second piece is what NSKSD has been proven to do is also help plasmin levels 
to be increased. So there's this very, uh, there's a relationship between fibrin, that sticky substance in the blood, and plasmin. Plasmin is what helps us to break down our own fibrin. So when we're young, we don't have a lot of fibrin. That's why we're not having all of these clotting issues when we're really young. We have normal clotting when we're young. We don't have very much fibrin and we have plenty of plasmin. As we age, this shifts, it changes. And we have a lot of fibrin and not a lot of plasmin. So what natokinase does is it helps to increase the plasmin, our body's own enzymes to break down fibrin. So it's working from two points of view. The natokinase is helping to directly break down the fibrin, which helps to directly break down the clots. But it's also increasing our body's own enzymes for doing that on its own. And I think of that as an enzyme that's kind of turning back time. That's really cool. I I didn't I wasn't aware of that at all. I knew I'd learned something from you today, at least a few things, and that's that's thing number one. That's very very cool. So it's essentially creating its own synergy, exactly. uh, uh, attacking the problem from two different angles. That's amazing. Um, what else can you say about the NSKSD specifically versus other forms of NATOK and, and why you believe and why Enzymedica believes it's the superior form outside of the research, maybe? So when you see just natokinase on a label, we don't know very much about that. We don't know how much soy is in it. Um, we don't know that it's been clinically studied. It could be just a fermented soy that has some fibrinolytic activity. I trust that all manufacturers are measuring activity and that what they're saying is true about what's on the label, but we don't know um, how clean it actually is. The other thing to take into consideration is, is that natto naturally has a lot of vitamin K, right? And so when we have a clotting issue, we're told we actually don't want too much extra of vitamin K. And the NSKSD form doesn't have that um, huge amount of vitamin K in it. So that's important for somebody who is working on clotting, who may have too much clotting or is working on breaking down fibrin. We don't want a huge amount of extra vitamin K. And the NSKSD form takes care of that. Now, to clarify that, because I think people may have some questions, is that specifically vitamin K1 that is present in natto? That's or... correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Not vitamin K2. That's correct. Okay. All right. Okay. So now that we've got that uh, figured out as far as the quality, um, you mentioned specifically, you know, breaking down fibrin. Can we talk a little bit about why, um, you know, what changes as we age when it comes to fibrin, why fibrin is created, uh, who might, you know, think, or, or who may have a need for breaking that down? Absolutely. Everybody as we age, because we <laughs> all create a lot more fibrin and not as much plasmin. It's just part of the aging process. So I'm sure that many of us have heard about taking that baby aspirin, baby aspirin every day, right? Mm -hmm. And that is to help to keep the blood thin for supporting cardiovascular health. Well, guess what? Natokinase does something very similar, but it's actually going to the source and breaking down the excess fibrin. So many things, including aging, but also sedentary lifestyle, a pro-inflammatory diet, these things are all going to help to create more fibrin than we need for normal clotting. So when you get excess amounts of fibrin, what can happen is the arterial plaque starts to collect or those clots start to happen. So it's really all of us as we age and we think about, you know, getting up. I mean, my phone just went off and said, get up and take some steps because we're thinking about that circulation. Natokinase is an enzyme that can help you to get that circulation um, when you are in those sedentary environments. So all of us need it. Okay. So then it, it, I have heard of natto uh, referred to as a cleanse. Mm. Uh, some people use it short term to, uh, I, I assume they're using it specifically to break down things in the blood, fibrin in the blood, that kind of thing, using it in the short term. Are there, do you believe there's benefits to short term use versus long term use uh, that some people should use it short term versus long term? What's your take on that? Well, natokinase has gotten a lot of attention lately for something called, you know, the spike protein cleanse, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, First of all, natokinase is a protease. It's again, that proteolytic enzyme. 
all proteolytic enzymes, when they're properly formulated to work in the blood, are going to go in and break down anything that's an antigen, meaning any kind of protein-based material that the body has marked for removal. So that can be pathogenic invaders, that can be cellular uh, tissue that has been damaged through an injury, or just normal cellular turnover. Natokinase is just like all of the other proteases. So while I can appreciate that people are getting pretty excited about natokinase specifically, it's really all proteases. Now, natokinase does have that affinity for heart health, which can be a concern for people these days. Um, Many of these people who are looking at the spike protein cleanses, but um, it's all proteases that can be helpful with this. All right. So, um, do you believe that natto is uniquely more? I, 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 you'll have to remind me if I heard this right last time we talked. I think it was on the air. I don't remember because we spoke a little bit off the air as well. But I think you said that you felt like natto of all of the proteases may have the highest level of activity of breaking down fibrin. Is that yeah. accurate? It's accurate. Natto, natto kinase is absolutely the most fibrinolytic. Um, I okay. actually, in that same experience where I looked at my own blood that day, I was feeling really confident because I'd been taking serapeptase all day long as I was flying across the country. Serapeptase mm, is another proteolytic enzyme that has fibrinolytic activity. So I did not expect my blood to look that way. And I saw the difference between what happens with K versus serapeptase. So I truly believe and have seen that the natokinase is the most fibrinolytic. So anyone with a history of cardiovascular issues in their family, this is a great enzyme to be taking on a daily basis. Anyone like myself who, while I try and get up and move as much as possible, I do end up sedentary on airplanes and desk work and things like that, natokinase is going to be helpful. Anybody who's just thinking about circulation, natokinase is going to be helpful. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I had never, I can't remember, honestly, if it was you that put this in my head or something else I read or saw, but just uh, came back from Hawaii, um, uh, what, a three, a month ago almost now, three, three, four weeks ago, anyway, something like that. Um, and it, it was an interesting thing because, you know, it's a long flight. Uh, we actually had a couple hours where, you know, here in Utah, I had to go to Denver first and then to Hawaii. So it was like an eight hour flight from Denver after a couple hour flight to Denver. And the big concern, of course, is stagnation when you're on a plane. Uh, the older we get, the more likely you are to potentially, you know, well, I, I have a, a a very specific concern about clotting on a plane because my father uh, came home with a blood clot from a a flight uh, over to New York, I believe it was, uh, years ago, and um, just sitting still. So one thing I always do on a plane is I always get up, you know, every hour or two and I stretch my legs and walk up and down the aisle and people look at me like I'm crazy (laughs) because I'm not going anywhere. I'm just moving. But, uh, you know, better than uh, having a blood clot or whatever. But this is the first time that I thought, you know what I'll do? And I really, I think it was my conversation with you that put this in my head. I'm going to take natto uh, because I don't take natto normally, or at least up until that point, I hadn't taken natto daily. Uh, and I started taking natto uh, before I got on the flight. I took it a couple days prior to the flight. I took it the day of the flight in the morning and, and another one in the evening when I got there. I didn't have a microscope to tell me if it was working. Um, but it was interesting because I felt, a, I get a lot of... Um, uh, what's the word? Just kind of stiffness uh, when I'm on a plane for a long period of time. My knees get stiff, my hips get a little stiff, and uh, I felt less of that this time than I remember doing the last time I had a long flight like that. Not sure how much Donato had to do with that, uh, but I think one of the things that I'll be recommending from here on out is anybody flying to you know to Europe or Hawaii or you know New Zealand or wherever they're going that's farther than an hour or two or three flight. Um, Absolutely, I think it makes sense to take natto on the way, probably while you're there, on the way back, um, as a as just a kind of a nice little you know quote unquote travel hack uh, to keep your uh, circulation going while you're sitting there on those cramped little airplane seats. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree. You can do the hydration. You can do the, I, I also get up and do the moving around. I'll be stretching in the back and people look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, but look, I feel good. You're not going to feel yeah. good. I'm going to yeah. feel good. So you can stare at me all you want. Yep. <laughs> so some other enzymes that are really helpful um, at breaking down fibrin is bromelain. Bromelain is that enzyme that comes from pineapple. It's also a protease. And that is why we put the bromelain in Enzymatica's NATO-K formula. And interestingly, cellulase, the enzyme that helps to break down fiber, is also very, very help and helpful for breaking down fibrin. So when you look at a formula for uh, NSKSD, you might want to see some other enzymes in that formula to help to really optimize the activity. There are a lot of natokinases that are out there on the market, but if you really want a complete formula, the NATO-K from Enzymedica is a really good choice because we have these other enzymes in there. And there's additional protease theroblend, which is going to help in the blood to help to break down anything that's been marked for removal. And that's one of the things I always take when I get on an airplane is an extra uh, protease enzyme because it's just going to help to protect my immune system. And then we also know the circulation from the natokinase. Yeah, I love that. And uh, the the more the older I get, the more I want to travel, and the more I want to travel uh, healthily. So yeah, I'm uh, that that's definitely in my box from here on out. Uh, and actually, what I've decided to do uh, in preparation for this show is to start taking um, the uh, the natto uh, on a daily basis. I had some left over, and I've been using it, you know, ever since. My wife's been using it as well. And um, I it, it's been a short period of time, you know, less than a month. So uh, you know, no surefire changes in how we feel exactly. But the, again, the more I study it, the more I think, wow, this is something that at least to me makes sense to take periodically for a couple or a few months out of the year, just to kind of as essentially a cleanse, if not daily. Mm -hmm. And if there is a history in your family of heart disease um, and there's, you know, more concerns in those areas, uh, then Nato makes, you know, even that much more sense. Now we do have to be a little cautious here. Uh, because if someone is on a anticoagulant medic medicine, a, a blood thinner, then not okay would be contraindicated. Is that accurate, Julia? That's accurate because it's so effective. It's such an effective product that it's not even legal to sell in some countries because it is considered a pharmaceutical. So if you are on a blood thinner medication, just make sure to work with a qualified healthcare practitioner. You can get tests to see uh, how much coagulation ability you have. You just don't wanna go and combine those things together uh, right away. But we have had plenty of people over the years that have been able to uh, titrate off of their medication and just use natokinase in coordination with their qualified healthcare practitioner. They found a pretty great doctor to work with in those instances. Yeah, and I love that because, of course, one of the things, and, and I hear it all the time, and it's a tough question to answer. There's, there's not a really great answer that I can give, especially as a non-doctor. Um, I have people all the time, yeah, I'm on a blood thinner because of this, right? I had, I had a heart attack or I had a blood clot or I had this or I had that or whatever it is. Um, you know, And they're telling me I'm going to be on it for the rest of my life. What can I do? And I, I always have to say, well... I can tell you what I would do. I would definitely investigate natokinase, mm -hmm. and I would talk to your doctor about it or find a doctor who will talk to you about that uh, as an option because I do believe it can do the job, but you have to be careful. We don't want the blood too thin, uh, and we don't want it too thick, right? It's a balanced thing, and um, as you know, in the position I'm in, I can't prescribe or, or uh, do any of that, and so uh, all I do is give them, you know, the information that I've got and, and, and ask them to talk to their physician about it. But that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this show. I wanted to have somebody on that has some expertise in this area so that people can get a little bit more specific detail about, you know, what this actually is and if it really has merit, because one of the things that you said that I think is really interesting and I don't want to gloss over it is that in some countries it's not even sold because it's quote unquote too effective uh, as a natural supplement, which makes it more, you know, pharmaceutical-like, I suppose. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a high-level activity. Now, I, I, I have to say that cautiously because I think there are plenty of natural things that are very effective um, that in many cases are more effective than pharmaceuticals for the purpose that they're used. Um, but it is interesting because... This one, Natto, um, is you know very much a direct competitor uh, to something like you know Warfarin or 
or uh, you know Eliquis or some of these other blood thinners. And so people do have to be cautious knowing that, yeah, too much of even a good thing uh, in that case can, can be an issue. But I love the idea of giving people an option to potentially titrate off of, of those pharma drugs that they think they might have to be on for the long haul, right? Yeah. And it combines beautifully with other natural heart remedies. So it combines beautifully with CoQ10, Hawthorne. Everybody should be taking a high quality omega. So it's really, I'm all about the synergy of what we can put together for people to have that optimal heart health. Because if we look at the statistics on cardiovascular disease, I don't need to remind you that it's a top killer. It's a big problem. Mm -hmm. And so much of it is lifestyle. So much of it is lifestyle. So much of it is diet and sedentary lifestyle. But we do have a helper in natokinase and several other wonderful products that are out there and safe, proven, been used for a very, very long time. Um, are there other studies that have been done on natto for specific uh, things, um, you know, specific conditions or symptoms aside from um, blood thinning itself, uh, maybe blood pressure, cholesterol, any of the other things that people associate with heart health? Well, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. And thank you, because now I have an afternoon of research in front of me, which is my <laughs> favorite thing to do. <laughs> so not sure if we have studies on those yet. Not sure. Um, and and okay. it's all that side effect of breaking down fibrin. Right, right. Yeah. And that, that's what I kind of wondered. I, I wondered if, you know, we get on top of the fibrin enough, if that would ease blood pressure. It seems to me that it could, but yeah. I don't know if there's any studies that would back that up. Um, let's talk a little bit more about fibrin. So we've, we're talking about clotting a lot, but fibrin doesn't just play a role in clotting. Fibrin builds up in other places as well. Mm -hmm. um, what? Where else would we find fibrin? Uh, you know, outside of the bloodstream that we may want to be on top of that, that Nottle could potentially help with? Well, I think what we're pointing to is arterial plaque, right? So what okay. happens with arterial plaque is that we have um, damaged cells very often. And what happens is that inflammation occurs. And one of the things that Nato, or I'm sorry, that fibrin does really, really well is it goes to damaged areas in the body to kind of help to cover them up. So that they it, think of it as uh, an internal scar system. So you, mm -hmm. we're we're making sure that that uh, that inflammation that's happening in that area is kind of covered up. Well, that's where the body is really smart, and it's also where the body can sometimes be stupid because we have <laughs> enough fiber in there. Then what happens is that hardening, and if we have too much cholesterol in the bloodstream then we're going to get that combination of too much fibrin, the fatty deposits, the damaged tissue, and now we're starting to create arterial plaque. And when we do that, as we know, arteries get smaller and smaller and smaller, and things aren't able to flow correctly. And so it's really, really important for cardiovascular health in that way too. It's not just blood clots, but it actually can settle in heart tissue. The other place is that if there are, I'm going to call them cellular abnormalities, and you know what I'm speaking of, it's when we have okay. cells that uh, shouldn't be there that have clumped together, what happens is, is that fibrin kind of wraps around them. I think of fibrin as one of the body's cloaking devices, because again, it's helping to make sure that those cellular abnormalities are not spreading throughout the system. So the body is smart, right? It's like, okay, I'm gonna wrap you up in this fibrous ball and you're not gonna be able to spread. But unfortunately then the immune system can't see it as well. And so the fibrin is basically cloaking these cellular, this, these cells that shouldn't be there. And our body doesn't have as much of an opportunity to break down those clumped up abnormal cells. So natokinase can also be helpful in those instances. Hmm, that's very interesting. So you talked about the cleanse that people are calling the spike protein <laughs> cleanse. Um, and there, there's been some uh, you know, researchers and renowned doctors talking about using NatoK for that purpose um, all over the Internet. Um, uh, in fact, uh, one of the doctors has been on my show has talked about it quite a bit. Um, what clearly we don't know a lot about this whole spike protein thing. Uh, there's a lot yet to be learned and discovered and, and that kind of thing. But there are a lot of people that struggle with what's known as, you know, long COVID uh, that struggle with things uh, in that area. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, 
based on what you've read, seen where Nato could potentially play a role in that? I think it's Nato, Nato kinase, but I also think it's all proteases because you want a broad spectrum protease that's going to go into your bloodstream and help to break down anything that's damaged. And so no matter how the damage came, whether that's age, whether that's an injury, whether that's what's called cell senescence, which is when a cell just kind of won't die and it's causing a lot of problems, proteases are magnificent. And in fact, proteases are what our own white blood cells use to break down those antigens in our bloodstream. So proteases are working exactly the same way that our own white blood cells are. And so I'm a huge believer in natokinase. I love it, but I don't want to gloss over the fact that natokinase is still a proteolytic enzyme. And there are lots of proteolytic enzymes that can be effective in the blood. We have the study on natokinase and spike proteins, which actually just ends up getting cited over and over again. So I'm not going to say it's not a great enzyme to take, but I want to shine a light on the fact that it can be taken in combination with high amounts of proteolytic enzymes. And just as a reminder, you always want to take these on an empty stomach because these are proteins. these These are proteolytic enzymes. They're going to break down protein. And if they come in contact with food, they might break down that food first. So we want to take them on as empty of a stomach as we can. And I, I know there are guidelines around this. It's always, you know, half an hour before a meal or two hours after a meal. But think about the size of your meal. Did you have just like a little, you know, bowl of blueberries for breakfast? You don't need to wait two hours. You don't even need to wait at all. Um, these are really, really powerful enzymes. So just think about what does an empty stomach mean for you? All right. And what about, so aside from people who are on something contraindicated like a blood thinner, um, are there other concerns at all with, say, too much natto? Can we get too much of it? Is there, a, is there a, an upper limit in terms of what's effective? What dosing do you typically recommend for people that want to try this out? So as far as toxicity with enzymes, enzymes are really cool because there is no actual toxicity. All enzymes are are long strains of amino acids that are folded in a certain way. And in that folding, they have that active or that catalytic site. So if the enzyme doesn't go used, guess what? It's just an amino acid. Your body is going to utilize it. It's going to unfold. Um, What can happen with natokinase, I have seen, and I've actually done it to myself. I'm taking a little bit too much and you get bruising more easily. So if you start to bruise quite a bit, then you might be taking too much natokinase. But the typical dose is about two to 4,000 FU. FU stands for fibrinolytic units per day. And that's a very typical dose. Have I known people who've taken more? Absolutely, I've known people who have taken more. But do you necessarily need to? Unless you're really, really working on an acute situation and you're doing it just for the benefit of breaking down that fibrin and helping to keep your blood flowing well, you really shouldn't need to take huge doses because it's really effective. All right. So at at the 2,000 to 4,000, that would be one to two capsules a day, right? That's correct. Yeah. Now, you mentioned, and of course, we've done shows on systemic enzymes, uh, you know, here before. So I don't want to I don't want to you know rehash it too much. But you keep mentioning that there are other proteolytic enzymes that can be paired with not OK. So let's specifically talk product for a minute. Sure. You've got your not OK formula that you said has bromelain and cellulase in it. Are those the only other two? ingredients in the formula? It actually also has a little bit of protease theroblend um, and some amylase in there and some lipase in there to help to break down uh, if there's inappropriate cholesterol deposits. Uh, But it's that is a complete formula for it. Now you could combine it with the product that's the highest protease formula called Enzyme Defense, um, something Mm -hmm. that I do all the time because I'm wanting to make sure, especially traveling, cold and flu season, um, big groups of people. I want to make sure that I'm getting a little bit of that extra enzyme activity, just like what my white blood cells would give me by taking extra proteolytic enzymes. And it's no problem to combine them. Okay. And uh, is there natto in enzyme defense at all? I can't remember. Uh, There's not natto in enzyme defense because natto K. There isn't. Okay. It's it's not an inexpensive enzyme. NSKSD no, is. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So if you so you, so if you want to use them together, you're not gonna you're not running the risk of potentially having a little bit too much natto or anything like that. Nope. Okay. No, it takes um, a lot to get too much natto. All right. So then if someone, you know, one of the big questions that we have uh, that, that I hear as much as any question on Vitality Radio is, you know, how do I decide if this is, you know, right for me, right? Because there's, I talk about supplements all day long. I have a store full of supplements. Uh, you have a product line uh, just at Enzymedica full of, I don't even know how many, a couple hundred different supplements that you sell. Um it's and in the position that we're all in, there's only so much you know. We'll say bandwidth, right? Whether it's the money to afford the supplement, uh, ability to swallow however many pills we're willing to swallow, that sort of thing. So, who would you say is kind of the target for a product like this? How does someone determine if not okay makes sense for them? Anybody who's concerned about cardiovascular health, whether that be something that they know they've seen in their family as being an issue and they're concerned with prevention uh, would, would be top of the list right there. Would be cardiovascular health and any kind of overabundance of clotting. Um, that would be a, the natokinase customer. And I, I really appreciate what you're saying because we can all, you know, it's not about taking too many pills. It's about lifestyle. And you and I both really agree on that. It's about healthy eating and being physical mm -hmm. and exercise and emotional well-being and, you know, how we are in our communities. So we, I'm always thinking about how can I minimize how much I take? Do I really need to take this? And natokinase is one of those ones that is so special that I think it would be at the top of the list for somebody looking at cardiovascular health. Obviously, always we want to, again, take those omegas or, you know, CoQ10 if we want to strengthen the heart muscle. But that's one of the ones, cardiovascular issues are one of the ones we really can get in front of if we do just a few simple things. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And it's it's such a big killer, as you said, and yet it's it, it's as preventable as any disease could be really uh, plenty of things that we can do to get ahead of it. Everything from exercise uh, to you know proper diet to supplementation and all of these other things. But uh, yeah, Natto does seem uniquely uh, qualified to do certain things that you know most of the other things that we talk about for heart health you know don't cover. I often talk about doing things to boost your nitric oxide levels, mm -hmm. uh, which I believe is a huge benefit in cardiovascular wellness. But that doesn't do what NATO does. And of course, NATO doesn't do what it does, right? So yeah. we have to kind of look at uh, the different options and figure out what we want to do. Um, one thing that, uh, and we have to be a little cautious how we you know, word some of these things, but there has been over the last few years, uh, what seems to be an influx in younger people uh, dealing with more, uh, we'll say sluggish uh, blood, uh, more clotting issues and things. We used to primarily think of people with blood clotting issues as being, you know, 40, 50 and up more often than not. Now we're seeing it even in teenagers. Uh, one of the things that was verified uh, in, uh, you know, some of the research uh, surrounding uh, COVID is that uh, specifically young men may be at risk uh, with uh, clotting issues. Um, people that are concerned about that, maybe they don't have... Um, you know, verification that they're dealing with clotting, but they have reason to believe that they could be mm -hmm. uh, based on COVID, long COVID, uh, vaccination, all the other things that surround all that. Um, if you were in that situation or uh, and dealing with that, what would you do with Nato? Would you uh, take it uh, in a kind of a preventative way? Absolutely. And I was in that situation. Um, because I was visiting my mom in a nursing home. And so I had to do what the nursing home told me, which was to get vaccinated. And so I absolutely took natokinase in advance, day of, afterwards, as a preventative. And um, I think that's a really, really appropriate use for it. And here's the thing. What's it going to harm? You know, what's it going to harm if you're breaking down more fibrin in your blood? Not a lot. It's just for most people returning them to a state where they're having less of that, that fibrin collecting and more of their own plasmin increasing. So there's really no harm in taking it, which is a beautiful thing about working with enzymes. They are really a do no harm kind of a supplement. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's one of the things they're one of my one of the reasons that they're one of my favorites to talk about is because the benefits are so wide ranging and the side effects are nil. Mm -hmm. So uh, really amazing stuff. So I've got you for a few more minutes. I want to ask you a little bit more about you you mentioned specifically kind of internal scarring. we talk about systemic enzymes, other proteolytic enzymes, uh, for uh, scar tissue, uh, mm-hmm. for instance. Uh, would natto be the king in that area as well, or do you think yeah. that there are others that make more sense? Natto would be the king in that area. People, There is also some research on serapeptase as well, and there's nothing uh, wrong with taking both of them. You know, unfortunately, we don't really have the research to say which is better. Is it serapeptase or is it natto? We don't have enough side-by-side research. I can't wait for that day to occur. Um, And Enzymedica is uh, really focusing a lot of our research right now on the microbiome, but someday we'll get there. Um, However, what we do know is that natokinase is the best one for breaking down fibrin. Now that goes both ways because after you've come through surgery, you want scar tissue. And so Mm -hmm. if people are taking natokinase, I always suggest that they stop taking it prior to surgery for four or five days, and that they wait until they've actually started to develop some of that scar tissue that's required after surgeries and things like that. Okay. And uh, what about uh, like fibrocystic things, fibrocystic breasts, uh, cysts in the ovaries, those types of things? Um, We talk about systemic enzymes for that, those purposes also. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, you know, in your line, you have a lot of different formulas. You have the repair, you have the enzyme defense, you have the natto. Um, what are we looking at there? What makes the most sense in your in your view? Um, in my opinion, again, it would be the natto, natto-K plus the enzyme okay. defense because you're getting that broad spectrum. So that of the combination. Enzyme, and you're getting a decent amount of serapeptase in the enzyme defense as well. And enzyme defense does have some research around it um, surrounding some of the, the situations that you were mentioning there. But still, NATO-K is going to come in and break down that fibrin that's encasing whatever is going on there. And it's just like it's it's homeostasis in the body, right? The body is really smart by creating this fibrin. It's trying to help keep things in place. But there's an overabundance of it because of age and lifestyle, diet. And so this is where homeostasis doesn't always serve us really well. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. You know, when you think about the world as it is, <laughs> it's a very dirty place nowadays. <laughs> lots of pollution, lots of environmental toxins, uh, excessive levels of stress that, you know, human humankind hasn't really been subjected to in the way that we're subjected to it, right? right. Everything from uh, energetic frequencies, you know, EMFs and and toxicity from our food supply and toxicity from the air and the water and all these different things. One of the things that I hope people leave with today after listening to this episode is that because because I think most natural minded people listening to podcasts like Vitality Radio are they have cleansing on their mind, right? They do think about, you know, doing a liver detox or a colon cleanse or, you know, uh, a, a urinary tract cleanse or whatever it might be. What I hope people come away from, and if you're listening, you know, try to get your get this in your headspace when you're thinking about detoxification. The power of enzymes for detoxification cannot be um, it, it can't be uh, underestimated or overestimated. I don't think there's incredible value there. And there are so many different things. You know, we talked to uh, Julia just as a as a for instance, we even talked about uh I think two episodes ago that I had you on, if I remember correctly, we talked about uh, MucoStop, your okay. formula that specifically works for mucus. I don't think anybody thinks of enzymes when they think of mucus. I mean, almost nobody, right? That's just not, it's it's not in the headspace that uh, people have. They think of, you know, everything from uh, herbs like mullen and, you know, uh, immune system things like vitamin C and zinc and all these types of things. We don't really think of enzymes. And then, we, and, and yet, we know that there are specific enzymes that break down excess mucus uh, that are found in your MucoStop formula. People were so excited to hear that because a lot of people struggle with, you know, that as kind of a chronic issue that they deal with. And then people think immune, especially over the last few years. That's all we've ever talked about between 2020 and 2023 was the immune system, right? 
and we heard quercetin and vitamin C and zinc and colloidal silver and so many other things, all of which have their place, but I almost never heard anybody talking about enzymes for immune enhancement. So in the last few minutes that I've got you here, because we've got, what do we have? We have about five minutes left. In the last few minutes, can you just give us a little um, a, a little taste of what you think things people don't think about with enzymes that they ought to associate with enzymes. I know it's a little bit of a curveball, but I'm curious what you'll come up with. I love it. Uh, there's two. So one of them is exactly what you were talking about. Enzymes are the ultimate cellular cleanser, specifically protease enzymes. If they are formulated to work in the pH of the blood, they are going to go in and break down anything that's protein-based that needs to be gotten rid of. So again, that can be you know, protein-based pathogens, that can be normal cellular turnover that the body just isn't keeping up with cleaning up, or it can be injury. And it can be acute or long-term. So proteases are gonna go in and clean up what, whatever. The thing is that I love about enzymes is that I say enzymes don't care. They're not like, oh, you're a bacteria and you're not the right bacteria for me to break down. I'm not gonna break you down. They're not picky they're going to break down what has been marked by the immune system for removal. So enzymes aren't choosy. They're choosy about where they want to work and, and, and what they want to work on. But if it's a protease that's formulated to work in the pH of the blood, they're going to break down anything that doesn't belong there that's protein-based. And so, you know, we have a product called Enzyme Defense, and it, it seems to convey that it's for immunity, but it's the ultimate cellular cleanser. And, you know, I take, you know, I take a liver formula every single day to help cleanse. Many of us are doing spring cleansing. We're doing fasting. We're doing juicing, mm -hmm. things like that. It's like we have the ultimate cellular cleanser right there in enzyme defense and those proteolytic enzymes. So that's one thing is to really switch the story that proteases are for cleansing because nothing else can break things down. Like we're all of these other things that we do for cleansing are helping the body to break things down and to eliminate them. Enzymes just do it. They just break things down on contact. And that's why they're so magnific magnificent to work with. And they're quick and they're almost no contraindication. We covered the big contraindication today talking about natokinase and uh, blood clotting or blood thinners. So the second one is enzymes and the microbiome. Uh, so I'm switching here a little bit to digestion, but everybody thinks about digestive enzymes and help to break down food, helping with gas and bloating, maybe some irregularity, constipation, you get the drift. And all true, absolutely all true. But what nobody is thinking about is enzyme activity in the microbiome. Because enzymes, when they're formulated to work in that pH, are going to help to keep the microbiome in better condition so that your own native bacteria can can grow more easily, can be more effective. And then we know the importance of the microbiome signaling, especially for immune health and especially for modulating inflammation. So while we're all taking our digest gold or our digest spectrum thinking, oh, I'm, I'm breaking down my food better. I feel less bloated. I'm getting more nutrition out of my food. What we're actually doing when we do that long-term is we're really serving our microbiome to be at its best, because that's really the seat of health. You know, that's the home of health is that gut tissue. So people aren't thinking about that very much with enzymes either. I'm like, hey, it's not just about digestion. It's all about the whole health of the gut. Yeah, I love that. And I always, I, I really just about whenever I'm talking to somebody, it feels like about the microbiome of obviously I'm talking about probiotics, but I... It's rare that I don't think I bring up enzymes in that conversation because they're they're just such incredible working companions. And it makes sense. You know, it takes us back to the very, very beginning of this episode uh, when we talked about um, the formation of natokinase from natto. In that fermentation process, we're making probiotics naturally and we're also making enzymes naturally. It makes sense that those two things would work hand in hand inside the body. They, you know, to a large degree kind of come from the same place in many cases in nature. So I love that. And you've given me something to think about, too, because I do I have taken a lot of systemic enzymes over my lifetime. Um, 
I've yet to really specifically say, okay, I'm doing a liver detox, I'm doing a, you know, a, a body cleanse or whatever it is, and I've got to have my systemic enzymes as part of that cleanse. I almost always go towards, um, you know, a, some combination of minerals and, and herbs and things like that, uh, amino acids. But clearly, I've been missing the boat to some degree, not throwing uh, something like enzyme defense, not okay, that kind of thing in the mix. And uh, next time I do, I just barely did a really nice cleanse. Uh, next time I do, I'm going to... I'm going to make sure that that's part of the program along with my uh, liver detoxifying herbs and things like that. I love that. So, again, you've taught me something uh, on this show. I always learn something from you. You're a fascinating guest to have on. And I will say this and not buttering you up because you're uh, sitting here in front of me virtually. But your episodes are always some of my very most popular episodes. People love them. They share them. Uh, you always have such great information. And I, I greatly appreciate your level of nerdiness to dig into the depths <laughs> on this and help us understand it better. Well, we share our nerdiness and that is why it's always so much fun <laughs> to talk with you. And also that we, we both deeply share this healing mission. We just want to get people the information so they can live better lives so they can feel empowered in their choices and make it easy to understand. Because really when you learn to listen to your body and you have the information, then you can really, really start to shift your life. And that's what we're both in this for. I love it. All right. And with that, I'm going to say thank you once again. I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks at the Expo West trade show that we'll both be attending. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, just appreciate, again, your time and your effort in this to educate us on these things, because frankly, enzymes are they're a big subject. They're a bit of a confusing subject, uh, just like the microbiome and probiotics can be. And it's great to have voices like yours that can dial it down to the point where we can digest it, pardon the pun, and uh, and really get the information we need. So thank you so much for joining us today once again. And I'll say what I say every time I have you on. I can't wait to have you on again. We will do this again soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Julia. And for everybody else listening, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Um, I could just sit and pick Julia's brain all day long about these topics, and sometimes I do. And uh, I just am so grateful to you listening to the show. And uh, I, I, I live my best life every time I do this show. I learn something. Hopefully, I help you to learn something. I get so much positive feedback from so many of you listening, and I appreciate your support so very much. If you have questions about what you hear, call us 801-292-6662 or hit us up online, vitalitynutrition.com. Thank you so much. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young support vitality radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on apple podcasts youtube or your favorite podcast source don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.